I think I'm going to be quite full of witty banter today. Really? I think I'm going to be laughing at myself. <laughs> yeah. Levels all right? Yeah. Well, not sea level. <laughs> well, yeah. Here. Hello and welcome to episode 85 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Damo and Mr. I'm so good at pull-ups, I'm going to do them half naked on Instagram to show everyone how muscly my back is himself. Mark, hello. Hello. Well, Did you get lots of love and traction on that post? I didn't do them to show how muscly and how good my back was. I did it for just for people to tell me how lovely my back was. <laughs> and did they? And yeah. Did, did some people oblige? Slow. I did actually. <laughs> I did text the odd person and go, Oi. I can see you've seen it. <laughs> Where's the response? <laughs> right. I can't remember if I responded. I probably did the old strong emoji, didn't I? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, get, I'm smashing those at the moment and enjoying those. What, pull-ups or the my pictures body. of yourself? Yeah, just my body. <laughs> this is the chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, sport, lifting weights, lifting negativity and lifting the lid on boulder dash, codswallop and gobbledygook. We're all mm. work in progress and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's spoken our perfectly imperfect lives. And if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness, 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 madness. then our work here is done. Didn't done yet, After, with it. It's not. <laughs> I don't think it ever will be done, will it? No. Coming up in this episode, all have been stretched. We've got some catch-ups and bookmarks mm-hmm. from some of your outrageous claims from last week. Okay. Oh, we've also got two for the mail bag. Have we? Yep. Oh, shit, I'm going to write that down. Two what? Two, two pieces two of items. mail. Two items. Okay, I'll write this down. I've got many um, Padlet. One's from a robot and one's from Colgate, just so you know. Robot and Col... What? Colgate? Mm. I'll forget otherwise. Okay, I'll write that down. Right. So where are these letters? Are they in your head or are they on your... They're in my head. Safe as houses. <laughs> Safe uh, as houses on a floodplain. <laughs> I'm now going to become totally obsessed with climate change. Clearly. And obviously I've got to go on the side. Isn't it interesting that all the people that are are not going to use anti-vaxxers all the people that are pro-choice pro-freedom yeah. are also anti-climate change right we fit every criteria right not pro-global warming is that what you think I, well don't, again i don't think it's people saying climate change isn't an issue mm. i think it's a bit like is it or are you talking about people who are just flat out or oh, there's nothing to worry about well it was decided it was going to be an issue yeah. That's that's the point I'm making. Yes. Is that it? You're not going to expand yeah. on that and that? There'll be other things. You'll be the first one to point out that our heat wave is probably as well, as you did a few pods ago. Yes. <laughs> We've had a heat wave every every year for the last twenty years or thirty mm. years. And this one's probably been the lowest of the lot. Mm. Anyway, let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in work life but I've got data written here. That looks really, really low in uh, explanation. Data. Have you yep. got something in your bag on data? Have you bought some data with you? I've bought... Um, you said you bought your laptop. You said I bought... <laughs> your laptop is in a shopping bag. Yeah. I've seen you've got a proper case. Yes, I've got a proper case. you lost it? No. Okay. No, it was next to my computer. Right. Just, I put just it in my Tesco shop. Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I bought my computer. I, right. I nothing think, on it that you're going to use. I, for I the, have no for idea. The, for I the think, section work-life ballet that you said you were going to do. Have you got something for it? Again, is that in your head as well? Is this on data? Yeah. I've got a book. Right. It isn't about, strictly about data, data, but it's in that sort of ballpark. Is it about data? It's around about data. It's old-fashioned data on paper. paper. Data. data. Um, right, have we got something on data? Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. Can, uh, data, data I'm promising are, all data, our listeners Data in associated areas. Right. That's what I'd like to call right. it. Okay. I'll look at my computer in a minute. Right. And we also have, I kind of repl- I've replaced life hacks with uh, three items. Uh, supplements, not eating meat. <sighs> Don't huff at me. There's one other thing, moving at work. Mm-hmm. What are you having anyway? Not eating, because I said not eating meat. Mm. You don't know what I'm going to say, so don't judge, did, Mark. I wish I got the reference. It's unlike me. I listened to the video and forgot to record where I got it from. I think it's it's not the UN. It's something like the UN. It's one of those bodies have made a recommendation going forward that the daily consumption of red meat per person should be 14 grams. I don't know how much that is. That doesn't it's, sound it's like one a mouthful. lot. It's, it's half an ounce. It depends how big your mouth is, doesn't it? <laughs> I've never seen you shoveling food. I bet you kind of like... The dentist goes stuff. open wide. I don't. I can't open wide. I've got a very... That's funny. You do it for an hour here every every week. <laughs> can't shut your mouth, can you? <laughs> but I imagine you're quite a dainty eater. Would I be right? Um, I've never seen you... Tr- you've talked about eating crisps and chocolate. I've never seen you trough either of those no, things. No, I don't trough. It? No, no, you're probably right. 
So anyway, yeah, I am probably Dane too. We were training on Tuesday. Yes. I was pulling some, I was, I was pulling some, what those things sit down, uh, seated rows are seated they? Seated rows, yeah. yeah. What? I do listen. Yeah, it's <laughs> <good>. your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just before, while I was doing that, one of Amelia's clients turned up, didn't she? Yes. And she does on a, I think on a Tuesday. Yeah, Lauren. And brings you a coffee. Yes. And you're there all smug as a, you know, you smug were... as a smug thing. And I'm going, where's my fucking coffee? I don't think my daughter's clients should bring my clients coffee. Really? She should bring you coffee. I think it's outrageous. You asked for a cinnamon roll last week. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would fit, if I'm doing that, making that twice now. Yeah. I'd, if I was her, I'd go, I'll probably bring one for the uh, handsome ginger fella next time. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want me to DM her? <laughs> no. No, I don't, okay. want, I don't want you to make, but I just, you know. You shouldn't have to ask. I think it's just out of politeness. So someone so you've never good, spoken well, to in your life. Here's your coffee and just completely ignoring me. Yeah. The way she spat at you as well wasn't yeah, nice. Yeah, wasn't only if that was her. Just after that, mm. I got all funny with me, all jealous, and said, oh, I've got a bone to pick with you, Dave. I was jealous. Like, Seriously, yeah, I was Yeah, I know. Jealous. I could see it in your face. It was face. my ironic. And I was like, what, what's the matter? And you were like, the, the letter we've received. The letter we've received. Yeah. And I was like, I what letter? I was letter? letter, yeah. And I didn't know what you were on about. You were referring to an email that we got on our, on our I'm Fine cast. Email, you're right. Yep. So the upstream. Okay. Yeah. Fofbok. Mm-hmm. And um and you thought that someone had like approached me for the use of my uh, dulcet tones. Then mm-hmm. I read it at for work. Sleep tape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Calm. Calm happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not quite up there with Matthew McConaughey. I must I must say. But anyway, you got all funny about it, kind of thinking I was kind of mm. on the road to some kind of media stardom, but it was just a, it was just a spam. I told you it was a spam. Why would they do a spam? What what's the point? Because what's the point to any spam? They're trying to sell you something. They were trying to sell what they do. They do online courses. Yeah. Dear, insert name here. Okay. You know, we've been listening to your podcast, insert podcast name here. Right, yeah. And we'd like you to, we think you've got some interesting things. Because they think you're in the in the biz. Anyway, you got all funny about it, didn't you? Yeah. Thinking I was off. I wanted them to pick me. Mm. Really? Mm. Yeah, you, you, honestly, you wouldn't even think twice about it. You'd be gone, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah, like straight out of here. You jealous of the coffee and my jealous of someone wanting your dulcet tones. They're completely tones different. Completely different, Mark. Completely different. In the same ballpark. I don't think they are. Okay, carry on. Next one. Next what? bit. You um, said you had a load of things that I'd fucked up on that you were yeah, going to list. <laughs> it wasn't exactly how I put it, was it? Go on then, first you, one. You, met, <laughs> you said something last week about Egyptians and hearts. Yeah. And that they don't actually take what? I said my source was an eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. funny funny you should say that, because I'm now list- looking at History for Kids, Free okay. History Network for Kids, which is a nice little website with lots of facts. And written in a way I thought, um, well, first of all, it would be easy for me to read on here, because I always stumble over my words, don't mm. I? It says, the ancient Egyptians believed they must follow certain events in order to be able to make it into the afterlife. These different events would take place before different Egyptian gods and judges. One thing that would happen would be that the person that died would be asked if they'd broken laws or committed any kind of sins. The dead would decide if they were innocent or guilty. If the people were innocent, they would have a voice of truth and they would be transported to the weighing of the heart. The most important ceremony was the weighing of the heart. This had to happen in order for a person to be able to go to the afterlife. Mm -hmm. The person would have their heart weighed to see if it was heavy or if it was light. If someone's heart was heavy, they would never make it to the afterlife and they would be stuck in the underworld forever. If the heart was light, which I was starting to think, what's heavy and light? Is there there any bit more scientific thing about this? Is scales? Is there... No, what what, I mean? my you heart's go... like 50% bigger than it should be. All right, show off. No, no, no. It's bigger than your heart. But <laughs> No, but I'd be straight down to Hades, wouldn't I? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're not. The point you mean I was I'm making. I'm going to heaven and you're not. Is that what you're saying? The point I was making, I wasn't showing off Figures. about my, my heart. <laughs> what I was saying is because it's enlarged, then it would weigh more. And that's obviously where you get the phrase with a heavy heart. Right. <laughs> but people can see your face, honestly. Um, if the heart was light, the person would be able to go to the land of two fields. So I'd be in the land of two fields, wouldn't yeah. I? Which is a place full of joy and happiness. Uh, this was a place where the people would meet their loved ones that had died before them. So there you go. That was the heart thing. They also believed that uh, um, so the that, heart... Sorry. What? Yeah, me? No, no. I didn't me. want to interrupt. You did, so... I didn't want to, though. <laughs> you did, but you did, so... Yeah, we don't always do what we want. <laughs> no, I was just interrupting you. I was just going to go, just What's, why are you disproving me? That, I'm not. Okay. I'm actually backing up your claim. Okay. Honestly, you get no. so defensive, defensive, don't you? Don't pick on me. I've got BPD. Bully. Have you got any proof? <laughs> you got your exemption card? 43 years. 
The heart was considered the most important part according to the ancient Egyptians. They felt the heart was the most important because it was the only part of the body that knew what a person was feeling and thinking and the good or bad deeds that they had done. Uh, the heart was also was so important that ancient Egyptians would not remove the heart when someone died and it was the only organ that would stay in the body. When a person became a mummy, they still had their heart in their body. Uh, if the heart was removed, a person could not go into the afterlife. Even when the heart is weighed during judgment, the heart is then returned back to the body and will never be taken again. You like that? Mm-hmm. Egyptians' eyes. You know when I said that? What, what did you actually say? Can you recall what you said? They put onions where their eyes are. Yeah. And I thought two things that make me think about that. One is that would make you cry, but then I thought you're dead. Yes, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Secondly, I didn't know... That they'd invented onions by then. Right, invented onions. Mm. Ark it yourself. Onions were worshipped by the Egyptians as symbols of eternal life. The dead were buried with onions and onion flowers on or around various parts of their bodies, and mummies have been found with onions adorning their pelvis, chest, ears, eyes, and feet. King Ramses the 1V, what's 1V? Four. Four. Uh, was found with onions in his eye sockets. <laughs> but it looked really weird. Ancient Egyptians may have seen the healing properties of onions as helpful in the afterlife. Ka-ching. I'm on for a hat trick. Is yeah. there a third thing that I'm being totally right on? Uh, that's it. That's all I've got, I'm afraid. Two's good enough for me. <laughs> Thank you. Horses and dressage. dressage, dressage. Yeah. Do you know what dressage means? I can't say it. It's going to be French, isn't it? Dressage. Uh, um, it just means training. Training? Mm. Oh, <laughs> exactly the same time. <laughs> dressage. Uh, I can't say it. No. What should I call it instead? Well, no, horse just... dancing. Horse dancing done well is not cruel to horses because we were talking about how they did it. Whether we, I think oh, carrots and sticks sort of thing, yeah. Yeah. The point of horse dancing is to demonstrate harmony and trust between horse and rider, which is achieved during correct gentle training. There are, however, some training methods that are not allowed by the FEI. Federation de Equine Institutionnel oui. International. The international governing body of horse sport on the grounds that they compromise horses' welfare. You can train a horse without beating it. Yeah. It takes a little bit longer, as you can imagine, mm. and it's a bit more difficult. But there's a guy here, Chaz Nuki Burden. It's weird to think how cruel circuses were once to animals. Whilst circus organisers put elephants, bears and tigers up to the task of riding bicycles, standing on their heads and jumping through hoops of fire, audiences were applauded and aware of the cruelty required to train these animals to perform such tricks. Are equestrian sports at Olympics any better, he asked. The tournament describes events like dressage as the essence of partnership as riders compete with highly trained horses uh, together becoming one. The horses have shiny names, their riders wear smart costumes and together they perform balletic moves that take the viewer's breath away. The Olympic bosses probably hope you won't think about how the horses came to be performing in Tokyo in the first place. A total of 325 horses have been flown to Tokyo for the tournament. Supporters of these transportation methods have boasted that they flew in style due to the scale of the operation. But he then goes on to say, actually, how fair is that mm. to kind of fly all these horses? To, you know, it's fairer than making them run. Yeah, or swim, I suppose. Mm. Seahorse. Um, but he kind of just took it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but he just kind of raised the actual thing of just, you know, forget all the training. But yeah. just that's quite a big operation, isn't mm. it? They're, they're bound to get stressed out, aren't they? Mm. He said here, the question of sport is... Uh, has a long history of callousness. This is just another example. As I said, there are ways of training horses, which yeah. are nice. Two years before the London 2012 Olympics, a video emerged of a training method called the roll Kerr technique. And I've looked this up and this is this is quite a famous technique and that some people still use it. That even a leading dressage coat admitted was vile and cruel. It involves drawing the horse's neck round in a deep curve so its nose almost touches the chest. The video in question showed a rider warming up his horse for a sustained period of time in the position with the horse's tongue appearing to loll about and go blue. So yeah, I don't think it's... I don't think you could probably categorically say that every single horse in in the olympics was chuffed to be there yeah i I would have said but i um, mean i had a like we've said i I had a share in a racehorse and i do think partly because the amount i was paying and because obviously you want to get the best out of the animal generally Mm. the animals are going to be well looked after there's no point not feeding it well or yeah in the majority of cases but one of the things that made me think and i'm not i don't think generally animal welfare would be the first thing that i would think of something that came to my mind was you know i was getting all bullshit about those two high jumpers that in that great act of sportsmanship both took the gold gold. Hmm. still still makes me it's the only example in the whole of the games isn't it where that happened i think 1912 something had happened right but what happened is in the equestrian jumping Hmm. the same thing happened 
there was a dead heat for gold and they were inseparable. Right. And they made them jump again. Mm. But they made the horses jump again. And earlier on in the programme, Britain were out of the frame. There was four riders who had to ride. Britain were out of the frame after three. We couldn't get a medal. Mm. So he we went, I'm not going to go. He said, I don't want to put a horse through it. He's, he's flown a long way. He actually said okay, that. Right, right. And also, like, I don't want to risk injury. And he's a fantastic horse. And he's already won gold. So why would I bother doing the fourth one? But it was interesting. No one, as far as I can see, has said... Why are we putting horses through yet another yeah. jump off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's okay for two humans to go, yeah, we'll share. Mm, the teams okay. could have shared. And it just made me think, if someone had brought that up at the time, it would have been an interesting question. Yeah. You've just put horses... And if one of those horses had broken its leg, yeah, yeah. I think the world would have been an outrage going... What about if one of the, the high jumpers had busted his leg? Well, he had a say in what he did, didn't he? He had free, oh, so free saying, will. So we, right. <laughs> We're talking about free will of horses now, are we? Yeah. It's a whole other episode. It's also a very dangerous... Um, but it's a very cannot... dangerous sport, equestrian sport. It's probably the highest ratio of deaths. It's very hard. For who? People and, okay. and animals. Yeah, it's a long way down, isn't it? Hmm. Little bike update. Uh, this week I did a sneeze in my helmet, Mark. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even think before riding that that, that time would come at some point. Mm. And, it, and it came up for me <laughs> quite a surprise. It was a double sneeze, mm-hmm. which was another surprise. And you can't keep your eyes open, can you? Uh, no. I think your eyes pop out. Is that true? Is that something I've got to check for next episode? I just don't think you can keep them open. Someone said if you kind of sneeze with your eyes open, your eyes will come out. What? You're looking. What, have you never heard that one? I've never There's seen There's got to be a reason why Someone you... Someone would have done a TikTok on it. Well, I just kept their eyes open while they yeah. sneezed. Yeah, you get loads of like views Like Orange just had them pinned open. Sharks and vaccines. Mm. There's a thing called squalene. That's the one. I didn't know about squalene. So squalene, a fatty compound derived from the liver oil of sharks, is commonly used in cosmetics due to its moisturising properties. It also serves another lesser known purpose, increasing the efficacy of vaccines. Mm. Uh, Shark squalene is used as a component in some additives that boost the body's immune response to an active ingredient in certain jabs, including a number of those being developed and produced for protection against COVID-19. I haven't looked exactly which ones are using it. I don't know exactly, but I could probably find that out. Um, at least well, just just uh, interesting. What I read was that they were going, oh, no, we're not using it. it it's, it's fine for vegans to have blah, blah, blah. But I think it was Pfizer had said, but if we like ramp up, it might be in the future. We might have to. We might have to use it. Yeah. And they reckon it's quarter of a million sharks could die. Yeah. For this. So though it's difficult to gauge just how many sharks are killed specifically for squalene, the UN's Food and Agriculture Organization has estimated that it takes between 2,500 and 3,000 sharks to extract roughly a ton of the product. Yeah. Much of the world's sharks liver oil is obtained from those caught unintentionally as bycatch, but um, the value of squalene incentivizes the capture of sharks that would otherwise be freed. I mean, Mm. I mean, if it hasn't got kind of animal products in it's probably been tested on animals hasn't it mm. so which is not stuff they made for clear in their pamphlets no it has been tested on animals and PETA basically said we're against animal testing uh, it has been tested on rats blah 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 however it's a really important vaccine so if you are a vegan take it but their policy is like we don't want to take any drugs and they're going but in this case it, it had to be yeah and I thought well it's a bit of a movable feast then yeah if it has been tested on animals, then what happens with the the whole shark thing? If that that's why I read it that they were saying, yeah. if they go down that line of of using this mm. byproduct from sharks, that's going to be massive, isn't it? Yep. And the boosters are already on the way, and the fourth. Oh, exciting! Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a rush, isn't it, to get your second in before your third's ready? Yeah. They could have reward programs when you've got when you've got ten. Well, you could have a free, is, free booster. It is like the coffee loyalty card scheme, you know, isn't it? Mm. Where you will be collecting them. So, what point are we going to get to the airports where you get your your airport? You're excited for your holidays. Go, I've been double jabbed, and they get yeah. there and go. You just got two. And they're like, yeah. yeah, you need three. Yeah, you need three for Ibiza. You only need two for Magaluf. <laughs> but also, it's well, how they're going to when you're going to know that you're. Th- so, for example, the third are coming out. I think September October time, mm. and it's going to be. Booster in one arm, flu in the other. Oh, yeah, yeah, double, double bubble. So very clever marketing as well, because it'll be all oh, come for your flu jab or oh, you need your booster as well. Wallop. Wallop, one mm-hmm. in each arm, jobs are good. But say you're, you were going, well, these are going to be available from October mm. and you go to fly in, say, November. Yeah. And someone says, oh, you've only had two, you haven't had your third. And they went, oh, no, I'm having that in a couple of weeks. Mm. Do you get like a time period to have your yeah, third? Right. Because the efficacy... Mm. from the Israeli studies is that right. after six months the efficacy falls to 16%. That was wow. out this week. Right, okay. That's why everybody's getting it because right. the efficacy of the vaccine doesn't last 
very long. Not even a year. Not even a year. And some people have them almost a and, year, don't they? But and if you think about it, that's why you could only need a booster if, if, the if it thing. isn't working. Yeah, so absolutely. the whole talk about boosters yeah. has been around for months. So mm. they must have known that it wasn't going to last. If they've gone, well, in the early days, they were saying 12 months. Yes. But no one was promising like this, you only need one. Yeah, well, they got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They couldn't even work out how long this was going to last. Mm. You know, this is the height of all science. It's the greatest vaccine ever done. And now the efficacy is yeah. going after six months. Which means then if the booster is just another jab, if mm. it isn't a booster, if it's another jab, yeah. that lasts six. So we're on for two a year yeah. all the time. But that was the point I was going to say, exactly what you were saying about the flying. So if you take it to a natural cause, if you have the first two vaccines and say you have, just say you had the second vaccine in, in April, mm. by October, the efficacy, the effectiveness of that vaccine will have deteriorated. This isn't me being mm. anti-vax. This is yeah. what this is why people are getting COVID, because it isn't as effective as the 95%. Mm -hmm. When it goes in your arm, it might be 95%, but it goes down. So if you have the second jab in April, come October, you're not very well covered mm. by the vaccination. So will they say, well, because you're over 50 and you're vulnerable... You've got to have your third because you yeah. can travel because you are at risk, mm. but you're only at risk to yourself. But if they say to a 30-year-old with no health, you, you don't qualify for a booster, but the effectiveness and the efficacy is still deteriorated on that person. Yeah. Yeah. So the booster will protect the individual and make their immunity better. But in terms of spreading, if you don't get a booster after your first two, and it stopped being effective, then you're at risk. So it, also, it, mm. it now has to be that the booster must be for everyone. Yeah, it, yeah, it has to be, right? Yeah. We're not going to cover all of this because it's impossible. God, me. But you called me in the week, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah. You never called me. <laughs> no. How brave, how brave am I? But it was about this, right? So I've, I put this on Instagram because I was reading up on it the other day. You, I don't know what you, someone on Twitter pointed this out, right? And you looked at it and called me. Someone correct? called, I think, Howard Steen or Howard Stern, who yeah. I follow, doctor, normally has about two and a half thousand likes on his tweet, and this mm. had 18. And I know a lot of people are being blocked, so no one sees them. And because my account on Twitter is basically a mushroom-growing site, I'm not being right. flagged up as Yet. dubious. <laughs> right. So I came in under the radar, and I thought, why have only 18 people liked this? Mm. Suspicious, right? Suspicious, yeah. So this is a comic a commissioned comic yeah i love that you got it printed out yeah you like it's all in color it's as real. well it's lovely isn't it yeah you can take it home i've read it i don't I want to show it, it to adam yeah adam will love this so it's a comic that was commissioned by the european union yeah in 2012 well commissioned in 2011 oh. published in 2012 thank you for correction that's on that. okay it's called infected mm -hmm. and it's by jd morvan and huang ji Wai. Mm -hmm. um, we'll put links up to this but you called me up and said you've got to go and check this out because I think at the time you'd only had a scan through it yeah yeah. and it's a comic strip about a man comes from the future yes suddenly appears in a P4 lab mm -hmm. in China mm -hmm. and there's a big kerfuffle mm -hmm. he claims he's got the vaccine yes to a deadly virus yes and some of the feds help him and the mm -hmm. other the other the other feds kind of go, Yeah, well this is gonna be yeah, this is gonna be worth a few bob if we can oh, get yeah, hands, yeah, sorry, if yeah, we can get our yeah. hands on this, yes. we're gonna make an absolute bloody fortune. Yeah. So you've got baddies, you know, the people after the money mm -hmm. going after him trying to find him and you've got some of the other doctors trying trying to help him. There's a little bit where a guy is doing a report in, in a jungle somewhere, yeah, talking about the transmission of pathogens between animals and humans. And as he's doing that, a monkey comes out of the tree and scratches him. Yeah. Is it, can I, just one word that's suddenly come up. What? You know how you say you see a green car and then you see yeah. it. Is it zoonomic? There's a thing in here called zoonos. Zoonoses? Zoo yeah, I'm just trying to get the right word. That's all. Oh, yeah, that might be it. Zoonoses. I think zoonomic might be the other Diseases thing. that can be transitioned from animals to humans. Yeah. So the point I'm making is that in the last week, now I've learned that word. You've well, seen badly. zoonoses, yeah. It's like 40% of domestic animals have COVID and deer have COVID. And we covered the mink didn't we, in Denmark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting cold and because we didn't know anything more carrying, about it and no one else Carrying is... COVID. Is it zoonosis rather than zoonoses? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's probably more like it. Anyway, anyway This guy gets scratched and he suddenly yeah. comes out in a rash and goes, shit, I think I've got something yeah. nasty. Yeah. And it is nasty. It's not mm. like corona where you can't see it. His skin goes all weird. Yeah. He realises and self-isolates. And self mm -hmm. 
and puts a face covering on him, which yes. he found most fa- most funny. Yeah. And and someone comments on that he looks like a weirdo. Yes. Yeah. Why has he got a scarf around his face? <laughs> yeah. It's ironic. It's a scarf as well, isn't it? It's <laughs> yeah, like he's come from the mask. future. Yeah, it's just like a snood. still believes it. <laughs> Frick. <laughs> Um, some of his, some of the crew go off to the airport. Yep. He stays and self isolates because he's a doctor and he's quite clever and he realises he's got it. Mm. And goes, oh, I hope I hope no one else you know catches it like spreads it to the airport. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the airport, these people are now spreading it. Anyway, yeah. this timeline, if it was to carry on the course to the to the time the guy returned from the future, you yeah. with me? Yeah, a billion deaths. Yes, were generated yes. from this guy catching this thing and the airport and blah 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 blah. Yeah. If his intervention hadn't come. Correct. Oh, you've spoiled it, Mark. No, no, no. No, we haven't, because we've just said that. We've said, said if he hadn't gone back in time. Yeah, but I haven't said he's cured anyone. No, I didn't say he cured. I was saying he's come back in time from (laughs) Yeah, because the intervention. It's all right. So we're on that timeline where a billion billion people die. They're chasing this guy, a few kind of scuffles and punch-ups and stuff. Mm. They find this guy, they give him the vaccine. He he starts to get better, and it somehow falls into the hands of a world government. Yeah. In this case, the UN. Yeah. Quite handily so. Because you do start to think, you're reading this, you get halfway through, you go, why did the UN commission this? Then mm. suddenly in come the EU, kind of say, they don't give this guy it's any the credit. the EU and the UN, or sort of in tandem, isn't it? Oh, so did I say the EU or the... I've said the UN, haven't I, rather than the, the EU. The UN are in there, or are NATO. They? There is someone, there is another world body in there, yeah. Oh, I, I think I said UN rather than EU at the beginning, yeah. didn't I? No, you said EU at the beginning. Oh, I did, said okay. UN then. But, um, yeah, so anyway, they the get hold of the, the vaccine and they kind of get together and mm. and they save a lot of lives. And then the and then the new timeline they create, uh, only a million die. Mm. There's a, there's a few echoes of the things that have happened in terms of all the predictions of how many people would likely die from coronavirus yes. because of the vaccine and other and other things are locked down. Yes. Then they managed to and face coverings and yeah to curb that. And it's kind of weird at the end where it was all suddenly about one health, which is actually a kind of an EU directive yes. about coming together and world governments coming yeah. together and and preventing nasty things like this happening. Which would be the agenda of new world order. Yes. Just to have one government for yeah. the whole world, yeah. Yeah. On the website, which I put a link up to, the, the description of this uh, comic strip is Mr. Chan Wenling and a friend from the future are engaged in an exciting adventure to convince people to act together and save the world. While the story may be fictional, it is nevertheless intertwined with some factual information. Mm-hmm. This is where it gets a little bit weird. So it's not just the comic on its own. Yes. At the back of this publication, there's a couple of pages which is entitled Back to Reality. Mm. Now, I kind of find this odd because they've kind of done this thing. And obviously, it's, uh, it, you know, the message is everyone comes together. We can save humanity. I get that. You notice it's not about personal kind of accountability or mm-hmm. anything like that. You know, you need to rely on, on a government. Yeah. <laughs> We're the only ones that can save. Yeah. And I won't go into it. I'll just pick out a few bits. But it said, while the story may be fictional, it is never less intertwined with some factual information. This section offers further reference for some of the story's real life elements and allows you to discover the scientific facts behind the fiction. Remember, this was 2011, 2012, yeah. right? The first one says Beijing 2006, uh, the first international ministerial conference on avian, animal and pandemic influenza took place in Beijing in January 2006. It was hosted by the Chinese government and co-sponsored by the European Commission, the initiator of the conference and the World Bank. The main outcomes were a global agreement, the Declaration of Beijing, which I've never heard of, endorsed at the highest level by more than 100 countries and representatives of international and regional organisations, agencies, the private sector and civil society. And it's a commitment to develop and implement integrated national plans at country level to combat highly pathogenic avian influenza, which is HPAI, build long-term strategic partnership between international community and the countries affected or at risk, share information and biological materials related to HPAI, increase cooperation on global research, including research on vaccines and antivirals, and to evaluate the results and impact of these efforts. Pledges of assistance to combat HPAI amounting to a total of $1.9 billion, of which approximately $214 million was provided by the European Union in the form of grants. And there's, there's links to more information on that. I don't really know what to say about that, apart from they've all seemed like they've been working on this kind of thing for a while in terms of, you know, the impact of, of this kind of pandemic. Th- on the link where I found this infected comic, there's basically three documents. This is the first one. The second one yeah, was published in 2018, which is looking at what do we do, mm. what strategies are in place in mm-hmm. case of a pandemic. And the third one was published last year, is what we did in the pandemic. When I was talking, it was coming. It all kind of feels like three documents in in a classic school experiment. Yes. So the hypothesis is this: what if? 
Yeah. How do we deal with it? Are we well, are we well equipped enough mm. to do it? The second one is almost like a risk assessment. These are things we could probably have to get in place. Yeah. And then the third document is this is how we dealt with it, and this is what we can do better. Yeah. It just feels very very odd. Back to reality, a bit talks about what a P four laboratory is and just and, just and zoonosis. But, yeah, but I've looked into the P four when Wuhan was set up to be a P four. Mm. Evidently, a lot of the rest of the world goes. You don't need a P four mm. like. Yeah, there aren't many P4 labs because it's like the highest level. Mm. And it took loads of checking by the French, Italians, um, and I think the Americans before basically it could get signed off because mm. it's a really big thing. Yeah. And like I said to you, I then wrote, read that part of the agenda was that in China, the rules for doing animal experiments on primates is much looser mm. than in the West. And therefore there was a sort of bit of a hidden agenda Well. We'll make sure they do it properly, but they can do some stuff that we'd like to know the results of. Yeah. And this is why America was funding that lab. Yeah, because um, they couldn't get away with it themselves. They couldn't get away with it themselves. And it's interesting then, this is why I think it's interesting, is that the story itself is a primate mm. causing the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. And so when I spoke to someone about this, they went, oh, well, they weren't totally right, were they? And I went, well, the thing about the bat... <laughs> No one knows that it's a fucking bat. No. We've all fallen for that. Yeah. So I did a little search. But it's also today. a bat in in the film Outbreak. I yes. think everyone's got confused. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but that that but, was a documentary. But I looked in today. The Wuhan wet market is the same as it ever was. Yeah. It's up and running. This was the question. I think I put it on my Insta story on my other Instagram. Mm. A pandemic, so say, started from a bat mm. in a wet market, mm. and eighteen months afterwards. Yeah. That wet market is still that. Yeah. That's like saying, let's go back and see if we can make a go of Chernobyl. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's you don't. <laughs> it's a devastating event. You yeah. wouldn't go. Well, I still think it might run if we start it up. You wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't reopen a wet <laughs> yeah. market. Yeah, right. You just wouldn't. No. And the other thing, when I spoke to someone about this comic, they were going, "Yeah, but everybody has known this. Everybody's known." And I went, "The detail on this." Yeah. Even the fact that someone's ridiculed for wearing a scarf around their face. Yeah, yeah. That's infinite detail. <laughs> yeah. Did you find the Boris Johnson lookalike? Though? No, I didn't. They all had kind of scruffy hair. Oh, so no, there's one to... in particular. So P4 stands for uh, Level 4 Pathogens and Biosafety Agents, meaning yeah. microorganisms with high pathogenic potential. Recent examples of pathogens handled in P4 labs include the viral agent of Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, syndrome SARS, a coronavirus. <laughs> And the just, 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 just. I just want to. I know, I know I interrupt too much. What? So in 2011, yes, we were talking about a Chinese lab that was given yes. P4 status, yes, and that allowed them to look at SARS yes. and coronavirus, yeah, okay. and, and Ebola, Marburg, Lassa, and Congo Crimea viruses. P4 labs are closed facilities with many layers of security, including a positive air pressure in the spacesuits used by the limited number of scientists authorized to work in the core rooms the compounds there are fewer than 20 p4 labs in the world yeah the stanley johnson book was the mark Mark virus and that's one of the oh is it really yeah (laughs) and now he's now called an environmentalist isn't he yeah well that that one line there was what they say about bats because that word's coming up a lot now bats are is it a reservoir bats were mentioned as a reservoir for this disease yeah so it said first recognizing congo formerly zaire in 1976 the ebola virus is responsible for ebola hemorrhagic fever which provokes death in 50 to 90 percent of cases there are various types of ebola viruses some non-pathogenic in humans but fatal in animals and some extremely aggressive in humans there is no specific treatment for this disease bats are considered as the most likely reservoir in some cases the diseases can be transmitted to humans through gorillas chimpanzees or sub-saharan antelopes generally through contact with of these animals after which the virus is passed directly from human to human any pathogen that has that is that is transmitted from human to animals isn't isn't going to disappear mm. unlike some of the other things like i think mumps and, and other yeah. things which aren't yeah. and they've been eradicated because they don't so anything that is related to animals which i'm, I'm really so out of my depth now i'm not going to go into it more. no but i but am but that, it, that's it, the biggest reason why but this is interesting what we're suddenly away. this was here from 10 years ago and we're suddenly now yeah. hearing in the news that what large percentage yeah, it was probably, there's more information in here that i think i've even heard in the last eight, 18 months yes and I, th- I think the other thing is is that, that if people are listening and going oh, when are they going to give it a rest it isn't a big conspiracy just get over yourselves it's like all i'm saying is we've been bombarded mm. by the mainstream media no one to my knowledge has ever mentioned that document no. and that document is a 
both in a fictional and a factual way, a precursor for what happened. Yeah. Published by the EU and still on their website. Yeah. And not one investigative journalist that I know it's gone, has gone. weird. <laughs> yeah. Or funny or yeah. odd. Or, or let's whatever. talk about this. Yeah. So, yeah. Weird one. I'll put all the links up. Um, yeah. It's a good read, though. Yeah, well, it's not. Well, it's not. It, it's nicely. It's nicely drawn. Yeah, I kind of stop there, really. <laughs> so, I, so some of the some of the dialogue that's happening, I have to kind of like. If I it's like if I missed a page, and I go back yeah. and go, no, I haven't missed a page. It's just I haven't quite joined up the. It's maybe, not very maybe slick. It's, yeah. it's not slickly written. No. But someone's you know someone that's a decent commission. That's a lot of work. Yeah. I don't feel why they needed to do that in such a kind of, kind of a manga style kind of you know Marvel style way and also to get it, the message I across. Think it's, but there are other references. There's references about phone tapping when they're in China, isn't there? Yeah. And things like yeah. that. Yeah. And, and, bur- and burner phones and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And and the the female lead who I think is Chinese, isn't she? Mm, Becomes yeah. more and more Western and more and more voluptuous as the comic <laughs> progresses. She yeah. sort of turns into something completely different. Yeah. Right, you've got your data thing. Do you want to do? So, shout out to Adam who sent this through to me and said you might be interested in this. A ranking of the apps based on the percentage of personal data collected by each app. Mm. And I don't think anything I'm going to say in the next seven or eight minutes is particularly groundbreaking. Mm. But when he sent it to me, I went back to the website that it came for and there'd been an update. And what they've done is add six new headings where data is collected under. So okay. it was interesting, even in the time literally when he'd seen it and sent oh, okay. it to me, they've done these. Yeah. And on these, the top two, which is Facebook and Instagram, had done all six, which is why I think it had been included, because it's new information that, that they gather. Hmm. And so... What I wanted to say about data in some ways was that when you look down this list, um, there's there's organisations, for example, like Slimming World, that are quite high up in the amount of data that they collect. Taking one step back, when you go onto your iPhone, I think I showed you this, if you go to settings and then privacy and then track, if an organisation basically asks to track you, you can, you can allow it on your iPhone. Mm-hmm. But if you don't allow it, if you turn that particular bit off, iPhone will go, just to let you know, these are the four organisations that were trying to track you because I turned off location services for Google Maps now they have to ask you every time don't they Um, and they were very high up on this so what I was going to say is Facebook um, the percentage of the data that could be collected Facebook is at 79.5% so they're getting most of the stuff they could interesting part about it was that Amazon was far further down than I would have thought so for example Amazon got far less information from you on Facebook. Right. And what someone was saying was the model, the Amazon model, is basically quite a succinct model. It's like, when do you buy? How do you buy? What do you buy? And if you buy one thing, what else do you buy? They don't really want to know what you weigh. Yeah. <laughs> I think 15% okay. of the apps here know or how much old, you weigh. Or, or where you live, how old you are. Yeah, but they probably have trying, that anyway. Don't yeah, they, they have they that have anyway. That record, but. but they're not trying to create, well, this is a person, so he'll be interested or she'll be interested in this. Okay. It's more than this is their yeah, buying based, habits. Yeah, it's based on your, like, be like Tesco's club card, based on what you... Yeah, it's what you do, not who on. you are. Yeah. Whereas Facebook wants to know who you are and where you are. So we're just going to use Facebook. So I don't think anyone would be surprised that these are the things that Facebook collect and keep on you mm-hmm. email name age gender sexual orientation marital status race religious belief your live location so mm-hmm. they do know where you are all the time which yeah. some people forget about apps yeah home address employment status job title pet ownership mm-hmm. mobile number home number what phone you have what device what type what model yeah hobbies interests they don't collect your height and weight which is interesting, but Instagram that Facebook owns does, so they are collecting it because they're Facebook. Um, Next of kin, current employers, past employers, Mm. they don't collect your bank account or your salary. Those are the two things that Facebook um, don't, but other other apps do then these are obvious because it's it's social media social profile so your friends social profile of your hobbies social profile of your interests Mm. doesn't collect anything on health and lifestyle or allergies and again you're sort of thinking yeah that isn't their bag they don't which is interesting to me is because they probably could collect every little bit but they've gone we don't actually need to know about their allergies that doesn't fit (laughs) you know what, what we're looking at yeah and then these last six of just what have been added, they, they're okay. even highlighted and new. So one is image recognition. 
so face. So mm. I did a quick look on image recognition and it's basically an AI process. And yeah. I went through onto um, a tech website that said, these are the top eight. These is how they, how they work. Google is the top in the world near enough. Yeah. Um, and they explained how you could even show a little bit of a face. It'll go That's through right, everything yeah. it's ever seen and it will. I got some photos in my, in my Google photos that, it's literally that the half you know half of someone or just someone in the background yes. you can they're wearing a hat you can hardly see their face and yeah. it still recognize who they are yeah and it's based on everything it holds so yeah. it's just finding that person just needs some eyes and they'll find it yes mm-hmm. and obviously it's going to be you know iris recognition is going to come in for um you know for payments and everything like we said you're not going to have your phone on you you're not going to have your cards on you everything will be stored in your eye or which I hadn't heard until recently, a trial in Sweden where 4,000 people had a microchip put on their wrist. Right, in their arm. In their <gasps> arm. And you could buy, and it, it stored everything about you. So it sto- stored your medical records, it stored mm. your bank details. So when you went to pay on this pilot, just, you just put your arm next to the till and paid. <laughs> cool. And we're going, oh, in. imagine putting a microchip in your arm. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to put it in a vaccine. No, no, they just cut you open and put it yeah. in. <laughs> They ask you if you want it. Yeah, yeah, please. That would be that would be good. <laughs> I'd mentioned to a client about how Ring had been bought out by Google, mm. and I thought that oh was the doorbell quite, lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that was quite interesting. It, it reminded me of the Innocent and Coke thing. So Ring have set up there, mm. seem like a smallish company that have got this. You know, yeah. looking at who's your doorbell. Google then have come in, still called them Ring, mm. and that's right up Google's street, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Right up their street view. <laughs> yeah. I'll edit the pause out of that. <laughs> so it sounds like I've thought of it straight away. Um, I was speaking to this client and, and she said, oh, I just don't like the fact, I don't like Alexa, you know. Mm. She said, like, whenever I sort of say its name, I just don't know what it's doing. I think of Alexa's from Dallas. Oh, yeah. Mm. And I said, well, Alexa's on, Alexa never sleeps. And I did a little bit of investigation, and yes, this is the thing. always is. It's always on. Yes, it, it needs to be, to be on in order for you it to hear you say Alexa, Alexa or Hey Google. Or, yeah. yeah. So then I thought, well, I've also been a wee bit naive on my phone because my phone is always ready to take an image. It must be scanning for images, and then when my face does it, it opens up. But it must be scanning before my face is there. Oh yeah. So your face, your your phone, is it, the camera's already get already on. Yeah, it's, it's recording. Mm. Like if I just click it's it on just now, taking st- it's maybe just taking stills every minute. Yeah, mightn't it? And then I read something, and this person who worked for Apple said, "Why do you think your phone's off when your phone's off?" Mm. He said, "Like you're naive," and that's true, isn't it? Mm. Just because it's a dark screen doesn't mean it yeah. isn't recording. Doesn't mean the camera isn't on. Anyways, <laughs> so back to the data. So we've got image recognition. Yes, um, we've got image recognition of environment. So although they have live location, oh. mm-hmm. what Facebook have got is because their AI obviously is very, very good, is that they're able to look at things like landmarks or mm. or geography and be able yeah. to work out exactly where you are or what you'd be sta- where you'd be standing yeah. or what you'd be doing. I reckon it'd just be taking records of, of all your ornaments and your furniture and because well, exactly didn't you have right. that light thing once where you're watching Yes, where I saw a light. Yeah. And then the TikTok video, which was like completely random and about nothing, had the same light in it. Mm, mm. The first one I'd looked at. That leads in nicely to the next one, which is image recognition on product. So I did yeah. a little bit of research on this. And basically the same with facial recognition. Yeah. It is able to recognize tiny, tiny bits of logos. Mm. So if there's a picture of you in your kitchen yeah. with a mate, they don't care about you. They don't care about your mate. They probably know where wearing. the kitchen is. But if they zoom in and see that you use fairy liquid... Ooh. Or if you've got a Samsung fridge, they can tell Samsung that this person mm-hmm. at this location has one of your fridges. Yeah. It looks like it's five years old. <laughs> yeah. So maybe you want yeah. to remind them that they'd yeah. like to buy a fridge. And that's where I thought this got absolutely brilliant because AI now is... So I get loads of ads for shorts and t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> They've seen this. <laughs> You're around here. <laughs> yeah. I did that shorts. I'm just bombarded by it. <laughs> But I thought this was the thing that sort of, this is the thing I think that scared me most because that we go almost like, oh, there's a dodgy picture. I don't want anyone getting hold of that. (laughs) We're way past that. They're way past that. What they'd want to know is, you know, who made your duvet cover or what make of bed you had. And that then worried me that that every picture must have like hundreds of pieces of information. God, it has, yeah. Of course. Um, So these are new ones. Mm -hmm. Another one that, 
Facebook's now doing is voice data and recognition. Mm -hmm. So obviously we're being recorded, which we knew. Yeah, but... no, I've got that. That's how podcasts <laughs> work, Mark. How many times do we have to go through this? Um, access to image library. Now, I always thought they had access to your image library, but I don't know if that's different to access to photos. I don't know mm, yeah. if that means something different. Um, and then something called languages. I don't know what that means, whether it just means what languages you can speak. I don't know. Right. Okay. That's a lot of things. So there's an awful lot of there. So I think... And that's just and that's just seventy nine percent. Yeah, is it? <laughs> yeah, there's another twenty twenty one that they could have done. Mm. So this isn't going to be a deep dive and going oh conspiracy theory or what we're going to do or we've got to put blue tack over our you know <laughs> laptop cameras, yeah, camera because yeah, yeah. it doesn't really matter anymore. Mm. So we've now totally given into that and then I explained um, that body tracker thing that I saw from the Chinese company that I mentioned. The name's gone. Oh, yeah, the biggest Chinese. Phone yeah, manufacturer. Yeah, second in the world. They do a tracker that's almost the same as a Fitbit. Um, oh, yeah. And it retails for £26.74. <laughs> and it is very, very... It, it, you can go down... You can dive five metres in. It's got warproofing to five metres. Mm. It's got the heart rate. It's mm. got, you know, all the functions that you would normally get from an 80 quid Fitbit. Yeah, I think you were saying to me, like, how can it be 26 quid? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even with Chinese. Because I still but think... It, but it'd be worth doing if it cost them 28 quid to make. Is that yes. is that your point? The, well, the, the it, data it, will they'll get. That's they'll, just a means to an end. It does, they're not making money on that. There's, oh, there's yeah. more money to be made after that. After yeah, the they fact can that make that. They can make the that as good as an Apple just dish Watch them out. and sell them at twenty six quid because yeah, the data yeah. they're going to get from it. So I, I wrote I read something from um, uh, an AI expert from Forbes who said it wasn't even really hard to find. The data is being taken. Um, I think he found fifteen million example he basically said it's been done so openly if you've yeah. got any understanding of it you can basically see where the data is going and it was going to servers in china mm. and russia mm. and something was brought up with this company and they went oh no i don't don't think so but he said he, he'd found 15 million it's good for everything it's good for commerce isn't it it's also good for you know homeland security isn't it and mm. it, it's everything isn't it yeah we've gone from a position of 10 20 years ago that china were the you know the biggest mm. threat <laughs> to our security you know we had the whole tiananmen square we had yeah you know, the uyghur muslims again we don't get a single mention no. the winter games the winter olympic games are going to be held in china you're, in you're really not happy about months. that are you you're really not happy about it's it. unbelievable mm. It's, and like I was saying to you the other day, we all believe people dropping dead in the streets. Mm. That hasn't mm. happened in any other country, that they've been filmed <laughs> walking along the street with a mask on and then suddenly Falling over. died and no one's gone. Actually, in retrospect, yeah. they yeah. probably had the same actors that the BBC had. <laughs> all I'm saying is it was a quick and dirty. They're just getting yeah, more and more and it. more. Yeah, don't worry about it because it's too late. Yes, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, there is an element of that. Yeah, yeah there isn't any turning back now. Three th quick things to do in, in place of life hacks. First. <laughs> Sharp. First one. I thought you'd like this. Pick the right supplements. Yeah. Products promising extra muscle, energy and weight loss are the most commonly spiked, aka tampered with. Use these guidelines to avoid. Uh, stick well, you probably, because you take lots of mm -hmm. supplements, so you'll hopefully you can give me your opinion on each of these. Stick to well-studied ingredients such as protein, amino yep. acids and creatine. Yep. When in doubt over the safety of an ingredient, check the US anti-doping agency's high risk list. Uh, second part of that, look for the informed sport logo. Mm -hmm. Don't know if you know about Don't that. Know about that no. uh, this certification program provides assurance that products have been tested for prohibited sub substances and are of a high standard. And um, the third one is be wary of bold claims. Go for protein powder, not muscle builder or Jinko rather than memory enhancer. It's worth checking brands' websites to see if the claims are supported with some robust scientific evidence because I think there's loads of stuff out there people don't. It's only, it's only a little, it's not a life hack, it's just a bit of no, a no, sensible no. advice. There's, there's, a, there's, there's a very sensible caveat to that. So using an analogy with food, steak, a good steak mm. by itself has protein. It will have therefore yes. amino acids. It has other attributes. And no matter about the anti-meat lobby, it is generally good food. Good. So that's number one. If something is a processed meal that has steak in it, but it has preservatives and it has colorings and it makes claims that yeah. it's high in protein or yeah. high in that, then I would avoid that. And it's the same with supplements. Every supplement I have is one thing. Mm -hmm. 
So I yes. just have creatine. Rather I don't than multi. Have, yeah, I don't have a pre-workout that has creatine and eight other things. Yeah. So I just have magnesium citrate. I just have creatine monohydrate. Mono, mono I just have creatine anyway. The protein powder is doesn't have sugar in it, doesn't have other shit. So I think that's what they're saying there. Yeah. Don't go for concoctions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were just talking about steak, uh, flexitarianism. You mm-hmm. know what being being mm-hmm. a woke man you know what flexitarianism mm-hmm. is don't you so it's a halfway house between eating meat every day and being vegetarian in that you still eat meat just not just not all the time some might argue that this is a cop-out but the evidence suggests that this is a good thing research shows that if every family in the uk swapped red meat meal for a plant-based one an extra day a week it would have the same environmental effect as taking 16 million cars off the roads bollocks move on uh what what? Rubbish. It's rubbish. Absolutely Why? rubbish. I'm just reading. I'm just reading a thing here. It says no. What? It's 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 in print. Nope. Am I bookmarking this then for next time? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? Why is it? Why are you saying bollocks? Have you, got, have you got something to count, counter that up? Yes. Go on then. It's, we haven't got time. It's now. just bollocks. No. I'll I'll bring you, something. Well, so want, yeah. Okay. So what I will bring to you is oat milk versus dairy milk, and I will explain that next time to explain why the whole plant food expansion... It says, it says research shows, but it doesn't say where the research was. And 16 million cars is... No. Yeah, if you don't if you don't say your research, then you haven't got research, have you? I suppose not. We'll talk about that next time. Okay. I feel like I've been told off. No, I just... I just... It's an alternative view, Mark. Right, we are talking about moving, weren't we, the other day? Mm-hmm. Uh, an experiment at the University of Illinois tracked the activity levels of 89 overweight adults over the course of one week. During the study, researchers assessed participants' ability to multitask when faced with distractions. They found that those who habitually moved less, uh, regularly sitting for 20 minutes or more in unbroken stretches, were less able to maintain focus, with both the speed and accuracy of their work impacted. The results suggested that, in an office setting, keeping yourself chained to the desk will only make it easier for your mind to wander. Mm-hmm. If you've lost some of the opportunities for movement that you had whilst working from home, there's a risk that your productivity levels will dip unless you unshackle yourself. So for the sake of your health, build periods of physical movement into your day, take the stairs to con- consult with a colleague instead of emailing, or pop out to uh, eat lunch outdoors. It might feel like a waste of precious minutes, but you'll make them back by working more efficiently. Then sharpen your focus further with the following suggestions. These are the last ones very quickly. Keep your hands busy. Mindless doodling has been linked to better memory retention when engaged with a dull work task. Uh, that's from the University of Plymouth. If you wanted to follow that one up, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, no, I agree. His busy <laughs> hands makes you happy. Uh, watch that viral clip in a study. Uh, those who, from the Journal of Business and Psychology, I'm, I'm quoting my sources now, those who watched a funny video tried harder to finish a problem. Uh, strategic daydreaming, allowing your mind to wander when wading through admin can help your brain conserve energy for harder tasks. That is from Harvard. Right, real life example, very mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah. Had a client today who is having a lot of trouble with her hips. And there's a big difference in her hips, which is interesting. And I find this with a lot of people. The flexibility on one side is very much different to the other. Okay. And I think if you think about it, if you go to... I walk, have that with me when we did some core stuff. Yes. Yeah. And I think I think what it is, is that when you go to walk up a stairs, you'll always lead with one leg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when you put your trousers on, you always put the same trousers I tried this with my... This I always is put an the same trousers on. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> the, same, the, the same leg first. You yeah. yeah. I tried to put my other arm first. It's like... Knitting what, three trousers. Hold on. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I was doing handstands. <laughs> no, I tried to put on a top by putting my left arm in first, and it's so okay. So you put a top on. You, that's what you do. Your right arm, in my case, goes first. I can't. I, I can't even think which which arm I do first. When you put on a t-shirt tomorrow, when you the one you go to put on, do the other I think one. I go left first. Okay, but mm. try the. So you're always going to have imbalances unless you. But what if I get stuck? <laughs> Can I call you? Yeah, call me. Take your phone under <laughs> your T-shirt first. Very, very quickly, this person was saying, when we did the testing, it's obvious that her hip flexors need work on. Yeah. And she went, but I took your advice between every client. I'm getting up and I'm walking around. Mm-hmm. And I suddenly thought, but walking doesn't really help your hip flexors. Yeah. Sitting's really bad for it, but walking doesn't mm-hmm. um, do a lot for them. So what she's going to try is marching. So she's bringing her knee up. So one of the things I've got from sprinting, yeah, Yeah. my hip flexors, I'm I'm not flexible at all. But 
around my hip flexors and the sprinting time exercises, I'm, yeah. I'm very, very flexible. Okay. And I'm thinking, walking, you don't lift your knees. You basically shuffle around. Yeah. That isn't going to... Well, so, it's a bit weird in the office, but I mean, just, you know... Just go for it. Don't, be, don't, yeah, don't worry about it. I mean, if you obviously, if you're in the army, it's not going to look so funny, is it? <laughs> First one, I wrote to Colgate. Yeah. On my toothpaste tube made in China. I just thought... So you, yeah. so you saw the toothpaste was made in China and you went, this is outrageous. It just seems ridiculous. Why can't we make this in Britain? <laughs> but what is toothpaste? It's mostly water and a bit of stuff. It's, do you know what I mean? I just found it really strange. So you wrote to Colgate? Yeah. No reply? No. Oh. Very quick reply. <laughs> I asked for the volumes of toothpaste production in China, 20, no, 19, 2019 to 2020. Right. They wrote a very nice response. Wow. Um, quite fulsome and explained to me that the majority of their manufacturing base is in Poland. Right. But in a few examples, um, rare examples or rare occasions, it is made in China. Right. But most of the UK toothpaste comes from Poland. So I went, no, no, no. I wanted to know how much was made in China. Right. They haven't quite got back. And they were like, So they're making it in Poland, but the the one I bought had come all the way from China. It doesn't make sense to me. It just makes me really... So that so was the first I one. I hope we get this finished off next week. It's a real cliffhanger, that one. Second one was, you know, probate still haven't released my dad's. Money. So I can't sell his house because they haven't completed probate. Oh, right, yeah. I tried ringing them. When you ring, you don't go, you're number 10 in the queue. Mm. They just play music. And yeah, and you have to wait. So I'm there hour after hour. And then it said you can web chat. And when you go on to the web chat, the screen flashes very quickly. Something like... This facility is down, and then they put up something else going, yeah. oh, you, yeah, we're busy at the moment. Give we're, us a call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and anyway, just by chance, I was on the computer, and it came up, web chat's available. So I went in, yeah. and Carolina, very quickly, mm-hmm. asked if what the nature of my inquiry was. Before I could get into the web chat, they said, can you give us the nature of your inquiry? So yeah. I wrote down, and length, and then her first question was, Good morning. How can I help you? What's the nature of your inquiry? Carolina's a bot. <laughs> no. <laughs> she was. <laughs> yes. She said how good my back Did was. You? <laughs> so, Carolina, Did you? So, have you got a crush on Carolina the bot, have you? Mark? So, Carolina <laughs> said, what's your inquiry? And I went something along the lines of, well, to save me typing, see above. <laughs> Meaning yeah. I've just typed yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And she repeated the questions. I thought Carolina's not in the... Not in the mood for joking. So I explained it. Didn't occur that she might not be a human. Right, okay. Not at just this, not in the not mood. At this stage. Right, okay. Well she had a name, so I thought anyway. <laughs> so I then explained the situation and she said, uh, we were waiting for form IHT four two three one, which we have now received. Oh. And I said, That form was sent in May. So right. you received it before. And then she went you have been put back in the queue for re-examination. <laughs> for, for your attitude. <laughs> <laughs> and so at this stage, I still didn't think it was a bot. So I said, <laughs> she said, oh, is there anything else I can help you with? Of course. And I went, what I'd like this to know. The first, que- the first yeah. query. Well, please. no, now you've told me that was the hold up. But I need to know how long this will take. Bearing in mind, it's been four months. Bearing in mind, you find me mm. for late yeah, yeah. submission um sort of the covid rules apply to them but not mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. and i said what i'd like to know is i need to sell this house can you give me some indication of what date this would be available as i've had the papers to you since well before me and she went thank you for your inquiry is there anything else i can help you with and i went the question above smiley face okay, are you still <laughs> and then she went this web chat has ended so, like, so you either flip the table, right, and smash your smash your laptop to a thousand pieces. I've just been hung up by a what robot. What did you do that'll make you angry? Oh, you realise at that point it might be a might be a bot. Is that what you realised? Yes. Right. But it took that long. <laughs> that sounds but painful. Just, but I you don't know where Rex talking, just re- relaying that. I do. I just find it I'm interesting. Livid. But it's like, where do I go? I can't phone them up because they won't tell me what There's I'm in the con. queue. They sat on your... The web chat wasn't available. They gave an email address, but they yeah, said... It's crap. There's no one at the end of it. Mm. So I can't sell the house. Another cliffhanger. Yeah. 
find out next week what happens. Well, we might not, but um, that's it for this episode. We're going to be getting this far, and thanks for listening to us. Give us a follow on Instagram at I'm Finecast and send your feedback and ideas to I'm Finecast at gmail.com. And I'm also taking commissions yeah, for voiceovers, <laughs> podcast guests. Anything. Just, just me, not Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't we used to say it was like the um, the late night, you know, for lorry drivers and like Graham, Graham Torrington. Graham Torrington, yeah. Late night love. <laughs> uh, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts if you can be bothered. Right. <laughs> it's not the attitude, is it? Succinct. Uh, in the next episode, we're going to pick up oat versus cows. After Mark's just called me out on a stat. Confidence and positivity from training. Mm-hmm. I think you've got a couple of ideas around. And I try and squeeze my comfort and discomfort bit in that I haven't been able to get in yet. Okay, so that sounds like it. I think we could maybe call that um, positivity special. A, posi- a special? Yeah, call it special. Blimey, okay. Positivity. Yeah, the whole thing. There's no mention of fucking <laughs> COVID or con- yeah. unfe- untrue Vaccines, realities. Yeah, or conspiracies. Just or... like, let's go. Come on, life's good. Right, okay. All right. Go, you perked up. Oh, I'm lying. Just as we <laughs> <laughs> Right, on that note. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.